0: It's Josh Allen week, and we're going to examine how the Buffalo Bills surrounded him as a rookie in 2018 and compare that to Jim Kelly as a rookie in 1986 today on Locked on Bills. You are Locked on Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Monday to you, and thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, or if you're joining us on the YouTube channel, your first watch every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. It is Josh Allen week on this podcast, and. I am very excited for it. We got things started yesterday with a re-release of a 2021 episode entitled What I Learned from Scouting Josh Allen. And the reason I'm bringing this up right now is because the YouTube audience didn't get a chance to see that on YouTube because it's a re-release from 2021 before this podcast became video and audio. So if you are a video-only viewer on YouTube, I encourage you to go to a podcast medium, whether that's Apple or Spotify, whatever one you prefer, and listen to yesterday's episode on what I learned from scouting Josh Allen. I think there's just so many meaningful things that you can take away from listening to that and learn about my journey with Josh Allen, scouting him at Wyoming, seeing him drafted to the Bills, the way I thought about that And how those thoughts have evolved and how Josh Allen has evolved and some of those reasons and how I've taken those lessons and applied it to how I scout quarterbacks moving forward. So I encourage you to check that out Uh, if you didn't, uh, especially for our YouTube audience where I didn't put that on the YouTube channel because it was not in video form when I recorded it back in March of 2021. But today on the podcast in an entire week where we are focused on Josh Allen I want to I want to get things going today by examining the scenario of the Buffalo Bills when Josh Allen was drafted in 2018 and when Jim Kelly became the quarterback in 1986. And so I want to briefly talk about where the team was at as a football team and then I want to specifically look at six specific things surrounding these quarterbacks and grade them. And those six different categories are coaching, The quarterback room, the offensive line, the run game, the pass catchers, and the defense. And all of these components are very important around a rookie quarterback, how you set them up to succeed early in their career. And so I'm going to grade each of those six categories for Jim Kelly and Josh Allen on a scale of one to five. A one means it's a failure. They did not get this correct at all around the quarterback for their first season. A three is average. It's fine. Okay, good. You did good enough there. It's fine. It's not great. It's average. And then five is perfect, meaning that you perfectly surrounded the quarterback in this component of building around them as a rookie. And this is something that on the Draft Dudes podcast, another daily podcast that I do, we've been doing four rookie quarterbacks that are first-round picks over the last couple of seasons to really examine how the team is prepared to acclimate and bring on a young quarterback. And so we are going to apply that lens to Jim Kelly in 1986 and Josh Allen in 2018. So first of all, where was the team at? Well, the Bills drafted Josh Allen in the first round in 2018, and the Bills were a, a playoff team in 2017. They reached the postseason in 2017 for the first time in 17 consecutive seasons. In 2017, the year before Josh became the quarterback, the Bills were nine and seven, and the offense was ranked 29th in yards, 31st in passing, and 22nd in scoring. And the quarterback, of course, was Tyrod Taylor. And I think the Bills absolutely overachieved in 2017, but I think. Their achievements in 2017 really helped this team evolve because there was a lot of buy-in from the players as it relates to the coaching staff. So not a great situation despite being a playoff team. The Bills were not a good team offensively, and as you will find out as we navigate through this today, there wasn't a lot of great things around Josh Allen in 2018, but the key takeaways here, they were – a playoff team the year before, barely, 9-7, and seven, snuck in, and then they missed the playoffs 17 years prior, and in the season before Josh Allen took over as quarterback, the Bills were 29th in yards, 31st in passing, and 22nd in scoring. As for Jim Kelly, a really different situation, uh, because he was actually drafted in 1983, did not become the Bills quarterback until 1986, he went to the USFL, uh, didn't want to go play in Buffalo. And things were pretty rocky in Buffalo until Josh uh, until Jim Kelly got there. Uh, In 1984 and 1985, the Bills were two and fourteen in both of those seasons before Jim Kelly came to town and was a starting quarterback. In 1984, they were two and fourteen. They were outscored by 204 points on the season. In 1985, also two and fourteen, and they were outscored by 181 points. It was arguably the worst two year stretch in franchise history. Specifically in 1985, the year before Jim Kelly took over as the quarterback, the Bills were dead last in the NFL in scoring and 25th out of 28 teams in yards. The Bills scored 200 points in 1985, 12 and a half points per game. Not good. Not a good situation. Uh, in terms of where that football team was at. Uh, Case Stevenson was the head coach for the Bills starting in 1983. He got fired after four games in 1985, was replaced by Hank Bola, who continued to serve into 1986 as the team's head coach, but he was fired nine games into the season, and then Marv Levy was hired midseason as the permanent coach during Jim Kelly's rookie season. In the 20 years prior to Jim Kelly becoming the quarterback of the Bills in 1986, the Bills reached the playoffs only three times. They missed the playoffs 17 out of the 20 years prior to Jim Kelly becoming the team's quarterback. So I think you can look at both situations here, both Josh Allen and Jim Kelly, and understand that neither team was in a good spot when they we were asked to come in and be a franchise quarterback. So now let's get more specific, right? We kind of had the broad view of where the team was at. Now let's talk specifically about the coaching, the quarterback room, the O-line, the pass catchers, the run game, and the defense. First up will be the coaching. For Josh Allen, head coach, and we're going to do the coaches that are the most influential on the quarterback. So I'm not going to sit here and talk about the tight ends coach. It's going to be the head coach. Offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach. For Josh Allen in 2018, Sean McDermott, your head coach, a, a leader but a de- defensive-minded coach. Your offensive coordinator was Brian Dable, and your quarterbacks coach was David Culley. Now, Sean McDermott came over, Panthers defensive coordinator, got the team to 9-7 and seven in the playoffs in 2017, and uh, entering year two, he found Josh Allen to be his quarterback with a lot of Um, changes right already from that that offensive coaching staff. Uh, Rick Dennison was the offensive coordinator in 2017. He was fired. Brian Dable was hired to be the offensive coordinator. And and Brian Dable came in with an impressive pedigree in terms of time with the Patriots and Bill Belichick, time with Nick Saban, Um, had some really underwhelming offenses in terms of personnel uh, that were creative and interesting, but the results were never quite there. So a great pedigree, but not necessarily great results as an offensive coordinator prior to his time in Buffalo. And then David Coley is a quarterbacks coach. Really interesting to me that he would be the Bills quarterbacks coach because this was really his first ever time coaching quarterbacks in the NFL. He was a wide receivers coach in the league for like a bunch of different teams from 1994 through 2016. The only time that David Coley was a quarterbacks coach prior to his time in Buffalo was in the mid to late eighties where he was either an offensive coordinator or quarterbacks coach in college at places like Southwest Louisiana and UTEP. So I got to be honest with you when you just kind of look at it for, for what it is in terms of not what we know right now about Sean McDermott and David Culley and Brian Dable, but what those people were when they were tasked with onboarding Josh Allen as a raw quarterback out of Wyoming, I think you can look at this and say you're pretty underwhelmed. I gave this a 2, slightly below average. 3 is average, 1 is a fail, 2 would be below average. Now, the reason I, I didn't give it a 1 is because I do respect the time that Sean McDermott had around Cam Newton as a young quarterback in the NFL. You know, Brian Dable, obviously, a lot of time around Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, that type of stuff. And then David Coley. Now, he wasn't the quarterback's coach with the Chiefs, but he was in Kansas City in 2016 when they drafted Patrick Mahomes. And he was also around Donovan McNabb as a young quarterback. So, not necessarily a lot of firsthand influence on young quarterbacks, but a, a decent amount of experience just being around them and, and, having the opportunity to observe young, successful quarterbacks being onboarded in the NFL. So I gave Josh Allen's coaching situation as a a rookie, uh, a two out of five. As for Jim Kelly, the head coach initially in 1986, Hank Bola, offensive coordinator, Jim Ringo, quarterbacks coach, Bob Lee, Uh, Hank Bola, the head coach, defensive minded head coach, very inexperienced head coach. Uh, He was 2-10 in 1985, somehow held the job. And that's 2-10 as an interim head coach. He held the job going into 1986. They started 2-7. He got fired and really didn't do a whole lot in the NFL after that. Jim Ringo, the offensive coordinator, has an amazing pedigree, was a Hall of Fame offensive lineman, 10-time Pro Bowler uh, with the Green Bay Packers and Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously a very dominant stretch with the Packers and those historic offensive lines. And then he was a longtime uh, NFL offensive line coach before he became the Bills offensive coordinator, uh, including time with the Bears and the Bills. He was actually the Bills head coach for a couple of seasons and then eventually became uh, the offensive coordinator. So I, I like the pedigree there. I think Jim Ringo is definitely a redeeming piece of this coaching staff around Jim Kelly as a rookie. And then Bob Lee, I mean, a good amount of offensive coaching experience, mostly in college. Uh, two seasons in the NFL prior to Jim Kelly in 1986 in Buffalo, where he was mostly a wide receivers coach uh, before cu- becoming the Bills quarterback's coach and passing game coordinator. But here's the thing about Lee. He only lasted one season and, and really didn't do anything after his time in Buffalo. For Jim Kelly, I would give this a one and a half um, with Jim Ringo's background and ability to hold that job through 1988. Uh, being what keeps this from from a one, because Bola and Lee just complete flops as coaches. Ringo is the redeeming piece of this, so that takes it from a one as, as a failure to a one and a half. Now let's talk about the quarterback room here, and, and we I think the quarterback room is an essential piece of a, a young quarterback, right? You need to have um, a veteran in the room, somebody that they can rely on, That can be a peer that can help them get ready for games. That can be an asset to them on the sidelines. And I'll tell you what: neither for Jim Kelly or Josh Allen did the Bills do a good job in year one by giving them a great room to be surrounded with. We'll start with Josh Allen in 2018. The only other quarterback on the roster to start the year was Nathan Peterman, second-year player, Um, and we had seen Peterman be a pretty good preseason quarterback, but obviously massive struggles in his. One opportunity to start against the Chargers as a rookie in 2017. Uh, five interceptions in the first half. You guys remember that. Now, the Bills did have A.J. McCarron uh, with the team as part of the offseason, but you know all the reports and indications were that A.J. McCarron wasn't really interested in helping Josh Allen. McCarron viewed that as his opportunity to be a starter and really didn't help at all. And, and so later on in the season after Josh Allen got injured – Matt Barkley was signed, Derek Anderson was signed, and it changed drastically, and Barkley and Anderson had big influences on Josh Allen. But to enter the season with the only quarterbacks on the roster being Nathan Peterman, a second-year player as a fifth-round pick that struggled as a rookie, and Josh Allen, a raw, inexperienced player out of Wyoming that had less than 700 passing attempts in college, that's a complete failure. That's a complete failure by the Buffalo Bills to give Josh Allen meaningful people around him as players in the quarterback room, I give it a one. It changed. They got Barkley, they got Anderson, but it's completely asinine to think that it was a good idea to enter the season with your next face of the franchise with the only guy next to him being Nathan Peterman. As for Jim Kelly, not good either. I mean, Frank Reich was the only other quarterback on the roster, but let's Let's be honest about what Frank Reich was back in 1986. He was entering his second season in the NFL after being a third round pick in 1985 out of Maryland. And so we know that Frank Reich developed into a really good backup quarterback. But what was that in year two for him with Jim Kelly, you know, coming and being onboarded? I don't think that's a great situation. I don't think that's ideal. There's there's nobody in that room that. You can point to as an experienced player that's been through situations in the NFL, that's been through uh, not just situations as a player, but as a team, and and been around young quarterbacks. So I think both teams, you know, 2018 Josh Allen for the Bills, 20 or 1986 Jim Kelly for the Bills, they both get a one. I think they both failed their young quarterbacks in year one by not surrounding them good enough with other quarterbacks that can be a mentor and help onboard them. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. You can build the engagement ring of her dreams. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Or you can celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry. Perhaps you're looking for jewelry, but you're having trouble choosing. Don't worry, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24 7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. Use code LOCKED ON. That's code LOCKED ON plus. Every order is insured, shifts free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Let's move on to the offensive line and run game as our next two categories to get into and examine how the Bills surrounded Josh Allen and Jim Kelly as rookies. So, for Josh Allen as a rookie quarterback, this is the offensive line that the Bills put out in front of him left tackle. Deion Dawkins, his second season, right? He was a rookie in 2017. Left guard, Vladimir Dukas. Center, Russell Bodine. Right guard, John Miller. Right tackle, Jordan Mills. It's a very poor offensive line. Now, you liked the upside of Deion Dawkins at left tackle, but the rest of this group, just not a great collection of talent. Not a great collection of players that you look at and feel like they're going to play well together. Now, I will say that it's an experienced group. Ducasse, Bodine, Miller, Mills, those are guys that played a lot of football, but just not a great sum of the players. These are more really nice players to have off the bench to step into a much more stable offensive line. And then you have Juan Castillo as the O-line coach. This was a fail. And I think this is a big reason why you've seen Brandon Bean be so deliberate with how he's built up the offensive line talent around Josh Allen every year since. Right, Continuously signing experienced veterans to churn the bottom of the depth chart. Year over year since 2018, he's done a phenomenal job of that. Think about just recently, guys like Greg Van Ruten, 50-game starter signed here in June to add competition and make sure that the depth is secure. 2018, not so much. It was a struggle here. I gave this a one and a half. Now, the reason it, it's not a one is because I do respect the experience of all these players. And I think Deion Dawkins as an up and coming left tackle was, uh, was a nice piece of this. But maybe you don't want such a young player as your blindside protector for your rookie quarterback that has a slow trigger uh, throwing the football. As for Jim Kelly, left tackle, Ken Jones, left guard, Jim Richter, center, Kent Hull, right guard, Will Wolford, right tackle, Joe Devlin. So left tackle, Ken Jones. uh, He was the Bill's starting left tackle since 1974. So an experienced player, but very much at the end of his run as a player. Uh, Jim Richter, the left guard, obviously a a stud, uh, one of the, the best offensive linemen in franchise history. Fourth year as a starter in 1986, his seventh year in the league. So uh, Jim Richter, for the great career that he had, uh, he did not start early on, um, but obviously a, a phenomenal player for Buffalo. Kent Hull, obviously a phenomenal player for the Bills, but he was a rookie, a rookie starting center in 1986, which is the same about Will Wolford at right guard. So he had two rookies on this offensive line uh, at center and right guard, and then Joe Devlin, kind of similar to Ken Jones at left tackle. Joe Devlin was in his tenth season in 1986 as a starter, his 11th season overall in the NFL. So I actually give this a two and a half for Jim Kelly. You have two experienced tackles, but at the end of their careers, you have a rock solid left guard in Jim Richter, and then two rookies in Hall and Wolford that turned out to be excellent players. So some concern, uh, not not good enough for me to give it a three and say, hey, this is average. Because again, you're you're two tackles are just players that were at the end of the line and then two rookies. Not sure I love that. Two and a half uh, for me as I grade Jim Kelly's offensive line in 1986. Looking at the run game. Well, for Josh Allen in 2018, I guess the best way you can sum this up is Josh Allen himself, who started 11 games, led the team in rushing yards with 631 yards. LaShawn McCoy, Had 514 rushing yards in 14 games. He averaged like 3.2 yards per carry. Then the other running backs that carried the load, uh, Chris Ivory and Marcus Murphy, not a great situation. Um, I'll say that Shady, despite not being a productive player that year for the Bills, I think it was good for him to be an experienced player in that backfield with Josh Allen. Right, That was an asset to Josh Allen. But, in terms of run game production outside of Josh Allen, this is very, very, very poor. I will give it a two because you did have experienced backs in McCoy and Ivory. And I guess if there's something that you would look at this Bill's offensive line that they had because that's part of the run game is not just the running backs or ball carriers. it's it's definitely the offensive line as well. If you looked at the Bills offensive line, the one thing you would think they could do is run block. So I'm not going to give it like a one in that failure range but I'm certainly not going to call it average. It's below average at a two. As for Jim Kelly, two running backs the two primary ball carriers were Rob Riddick and Greg Bell. That season, the Bills were 21 out of 28 teams in rushing yards. Now, Greg Bell was an interesting player. He was in his third season, but he didn't make it through the season. I think after seven games, the Bills traded him, in addition to two first-round picks and a second-round pick, to the Colts for Cornelius Bennett, and Cornelius Bennett was a rookie, high pick, didn't want to play for the Colts, and the Bills worked out a trade. Bill Pullion worked out this trade that seemed like they gave up a ton, and they did give up a ton, but I think we can look at Cornelius Bennett and the impact that he had on the Bills and that defense for so long and realize, yeah, that was one of those those, uh, pivotal moments, one of those critical decisions that helped the Bills become the team that we saw in the late 80s and the 90s. So back to what was actually in place, Greg Bell, for a little bit of time that year, and then Rob Riddick, who led the team in rushing, but was never really a productive player for the Bills. So I would call this a one and a half in terms of run game for Jim Kelly. The old line bumps it up a little bit. Greg Bell's production in his first two seasons bump it up a little bit. But when this team had to rely on Rob Riddick, as a primary ball carrier, things were not great. So I give this a one and a half. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, eSports, and scores and BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports podcasts, news and scores this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. It's BetOnline, and it's where the game starts. The next thing we're going to do is examine these situations for Jim Kelly and Josh Allen. Through the lens of the pass catchers that they had at their disposal and the defense. Start with the pass catchers for Josh Allen in 2018, Zay Jones as a second year player, Kelvin Benjamin, Jeremy Curley, Andre Holmes, Charles Clay at tight end, and then, of course, Shady McCoy as a receiving threat. Now, later in the season, you saw Robert Foster get going, uh, Isaiah McKinsey. But when we're talking about that initial group of pass catchers, Calvin Benjamin, Andre Holmes, Zay Jones, Jeremy Curley, Charles Clay, Shady McCoy. Not great, especially when you consider Benjamin Curley and Holmes got cut during the season. I mean, this is just not good enough. You have veterans. I respect that. Especially when you think about Shady McCoy and Charles Clay, but who are the dynamic separation guys? Where's the field stretcher? Where's anybody that can win after the catch? You have these towering targets that can't get open. And Zay Jones. You have some experienced players, but no dudes whatsoever. I give this a one and a half. As for Jim Kelly, a little bit different situation, obviously, a little bit. Different era of football. Jim Kelly had Andre Reed in his second season, right? He was a rookie in 85. Chris Burkett also in his second season. You had Jerry Butler, who had a great run with the Bills, um, but really wasn't productive in 1986. And he struggled. He had a, a knee injury in 1984. He really struggled to work back from that. It kind of sunk his career. So you had Jerry Butler, but eh, kind of not really. You had Pete Metzlars. Um, who was in his fifth season in the NFL, but never really a factor in the passing game prior to 1986. His first three seasons in Seattle, his first year in Buffalo in 85, not a lot of production. And then Rob Riddick, the running back, was second on the team in catches. So you had some likable youth here in Andre Reid and Chris Burkett. But overall, I think you had a really unproven group of pass catchers around Jim Kelly. I give it a two. Now, the defense. Now, why are we talking about the defense when we're talking about quarterbacks? I think having a sound defense is important for a young quarterback because it goes hand-in-hand with the amount of stress on that quarterback to, to produce and have to score points. If you have a reliable defense, it takes a little off you as a young quarterback. So let's look at what Josh Allen had in 2018, Jim Kelly had in 1986. So... Josh Allen's defense in 2018 finished 18th in scoring, second in yards, and had the number one pass defense in the NFL. The primary starters on the defensive line, your defensive ends were Trent Murphy and Jerry Hughes. Your defensive tackles were Kyle Williams and Star Lotelele. Your linebackers, Tremaine Edmonds as a rookie, Matt Milano, Lorenzo Alexander. Your corners, Levi, Levi Wallace and Tredavious White, and then Taron Johnson would sub in for slot reps. Lorenzo Alexander would typically go down and rush. He did a lot of different things there, but you saw a fair amount of Taron Johnson on the field with Lorenzo Alexander. I think your safeties, of course, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. I think this is a, a reasonable defense for Josh Allen to be supported by as a rookie. I'm actually going to give this a three. I think it was at least average. Um, and maybe you could say there's a case to be made for a three and a half. Um, But I'm giving it a three. I think it's a good average defense for Josh Allen. For Jim Kelly, not a great situation. Um, The Bills defense in 1986 was 24th out of 28 in yards, 20th in scoring. Here's the personnel. Your defensive line of 3-4 defense. Your nose tackle, Fred Smearless, but late stage Fred Smearless. Bruce Smith, rookie Bruce Smith in 1986. And then Sean McNanny, the other defensive end opposite of him. Your inside linebackers, George Cumbie and Eugene Marv. Your outside linebackers, Daryl Talley and Lucius Stanford. Your corners, Rodney Bellinger and Charles Roams. Charles Romes had a really good run with the Bills. And then your safeties, Martin Bayless and Steve Freeman. This defense, one of the big priorities for Bill Polian as he crafted this roster for Jim Kelly was – getting the defense right. That was a big reason why they gave up what they did to get Cornelius Bennett. And so this defense evolved into really something special, but it wasn't there in 1986. That's for sure. So I gave that a one and a half. So let's look at how this all stacked up here. (laughs) Didn't stack up good. And like I said, I've been doing this for the last two years on draft dudes with all of the rookie quarterbacks. And we actually did it. For all five of the rookie, or all six, excuse me, including Davis uh, Mills with the Texans, we did this for all of the quarterbacks in the last couple weeks on draft dudes for them in their second season to see how things have evolved from year one to year two. And most of that added up to being somewhere in, when you count all the total points, right? And there's 30 possible points for all those other quarterbacks. Most of them were in the upper teens and low 20s, all right? For Josh Allen, it's an 11, and for Jim Kelly, it's a 10. So Allen, a two in coaching, a one in the quarterback room, a two in the run game, a one and a half for the offensive line, a one and a half for the pass catchers, and a three for the defense. For Jim Kelly, one and a half for coaching, one for QB room, one and a half for run game, two and a half for O-line. Two for pass catchers and one and a half for the defense for a total of 10. So, for as good of players as Jim Kelly and Josh Allen became for the Bills, and obviously Josh Allen is very much writing his story as the Bills quarterback, wasn't a whole lot of good around them for rookies. And they deserve a lot of credit for how they evolved as players, how they evolved as leaders and led, to the, led the Bills to being one of the best teams in the NFL. Now, Jim, Jim Kelly, it's a little bit different because he did have professional quarterback experience in the USFL. He was certainly at a much better spot playing quarterback at Miami than playing in the USFL professional football before becoming the Bills quarterback, where you have Josh Allen, who didn't have any offers coming out of high school, goes to junior college, Then goes to Wyoming, he throws like 630 passes, and now he's in the NFL. So I think that's probably something to really consider, just the time on task and the reps advantage that Kelly had over Allen as rookies. But there's no question that neither team was in a good spot personnel-wise and how they surrounded those quarterbacks as rookies. I hope you enjoyed this. It's been a great start to Josh Allen week yesterday. What I learned from scouting Josh Allen today, the scenario that Josh Allen and Jim Kelly entered into as rookies tomorrow is going to be turning points for Josh Allen, where I'm going to examine his football journey and point to specific things that I think were very influential in Josh Allen becoming the quarterback that he's become today Wednesday herd mentality Josh Allen only edition we have so many great things to get into there you guys have been filling up my dms and my emails with takes questions comments so much good stuff Thursday will be the Josh Allen Bills fan roundtable I have three prominent Bills fans with me we're talking about Josh Allen and his impact on our fandom and then on Friday we're going to tackle the tough questions about Josh Allen moving forward so it is a Really fun week ahead. We're talking about Josh Allen all week long on this podcast. Don't miss it. Make sure you're subscribed. Tell a friend, tell a family member what we're doing. You know, the bills are away for like the next five, six weeks, but we're not going anywhere We're daily Monday through Friday, all the way through the entire year as always. But this week, Josh Allen only don't miss it. Hope you enjoyed. Have a great rest of your day. And I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.